Welcome to this week's episode of Work Wife Therapy. I'm Elise. I'm Isabel. And today we are talking about spirituality and death. What? The supernatural. I don't know. I'll have to come up with a good episode <laughs> title because I think this, that's probably a good one. How was your week? I know you had a you had a crazy week last week. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> yeah. So I had a like person in my friends group um went missing and we were all looking mm-hmm. for him and searching and then found out on Wednesday morning that he had killed himself so it's just been a gnarly couple of days like I I mean I wasn't like that close to him but mm-hmm. I was still I would still obviously consider him a friend but even more so like he was close friends with my friends group too. So that, you know, you just feel really bad for everybody. Um, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And so the funeral is this Wednesday and on Tuesday is also the calling hour. So I know a bunch of people are like going to both. They're like, they got a hotel mm-hmm. for the night and they're going to go to calling hours and the funeral, but I won't, I'll just probably only go to calling hours. What but, is that? Huh? What's, what's a calling hour? Oh, calling hour is like, so a funeral is like a service where you sit down and there's like a preacher or somebody like runs a service and it's like officially saying like goodbye. And then people can get up and speak about the person who just died. But mm-hmm. calling hours are just like, everybody just kind of gathers and either the, there's a casket with a body or if they're cremated, it's just like pictures and almost kind of like, I mean, it sounds wrong by saying happy hour, but like if there's not a body there and you're just kind of doing like a celebration of life, there's mm. like pictures and hors d'oeuvres and people just kind oh. of, yeah, just like talking about the person. So I'd say it's pretty common to do calling hours the night before and then funerals. So calling hours is more like informal where his friends come, you just kind of hang out. But then the funerals, mm. I would say more for like super close people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So that's a roundabout way of telling you what it is. <laughs> but yeah. So, <laughs> so I wouldn't say I had a good week. <laughs> um, it yeah. started out really good. Um, mm-hmm. But man, it just like slaps you in the face how real depression is. And even more intense than that, like men don't necessarily get the same support that we do or feel as comfortable talking to somebody, you know, reaching out mm-hmm. for help. Um, so it just, you know, it sparked a lot of those conversations this week. Um, I gave out my therapist number to a couple of friends, Mm -hmm. like just making sure we're checking on each other, especially dude. I mean, we just came upon a year of COVID like, no, I mean, people have been isolated and then, you know, here in Ohio it's winter and we have zero sunlight. It's just kind of gray all day. It's like the May gray, June gloom, but imagine it for like four months. Mm-hmm. Um, so seasonal depression is huge and, you know, you throw COVID into the mix and all this stuff. So yeah, it's just, it's heartbreaking, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. I know. And definitely think of like mental health is such a huge, um, issue right now. And just like, how do you address it? Because everyone feels it in different ways. Like, mm-hmm. like I remember, cause I think when like the shutdown first happened and everyone was freaking out and they were like, it's okay that you feel stress and all this stuff. And I, for me, it just didn't, I didn't relate to it. Yeah. I just, I didn't feel it as bad. And I was like, I mean, I just, you just switch up your routine. Mm-hmm. You are still, I mean, luckily, like one of the few, one of the people that still had a job could still go to work, get paid, you know, um, had a place to live and everything. You don't have kids to take care of. Like, yeah, I didn't have any of those stressors. And then, and then maybe uh, six months in, maybe like July or August. And then I, I, then I hit like a wall of 
like, I can't do this anymore. It just like total burnout. And I was like, I don't want to be productive. I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to do another meeting. Yeah. It's hard. How do you talk about those things? And then you're dealing with your own shit. So then you're not necessarily reaching out to other people and seeing how they are doing. And Mm -hmm. you know, the, the really, I mean, this whole entire thing is sad. Don't get me wrong about, you know, my friend killing himself, but yeah. Do you listen to like those crime shows and stuff? Oh my God. I do all the time. I freaking love them. (laughs) Like, I, I'm pretty sure I watch a lot of, um, like, murder docuseries and true crime on Netflix. Yeah. And then at one point, I'm like, I can't. It's too intense. I get paranoid. And then I don't really need more stress in my life. <laughs> oh, no. Like, you can't, like, you're, you, like, suck it all in. It gives me, like, so much anxiety to, like, watch. And then I'm like, I can't. And then I'm, like, fidgeting around. And he's like, stop it. And I'm like, I can't help it. <laughs> um, Like, watch The Vanishing. Um, Oh, like, um, all the different, like, the Unabomber. Like, all those different um, past historical events that were real. And then I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm already paranoid as is. Like, <laughs> You're like, I don't need to watch any more creepy things. Well, yeah, I already think my house is haunted. So <gasps> tell me. Okay, so I haven't seen it in a while, but when I first moved in and it was just me at this house for like because my roommates were out of town. Yeah. When I first moved in. Um, I don't know if you can see, but basically it was like late at night or like dusk ish yeah. like after the sun had set but you can still see a little light mm-hmm. like I was walking and I swear to god I saw like this um like a man older man walk past wait like the door yeah like is this like because you know when you can see your reflection like yeah. off, off of the screen off the glass doors and stuff yeah you see it like it was like it was like somebody and then me. Like oh, it's like fuck, Isabel. That's scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like when you go into the bathroom and say Bloody <gasps> Mary. Hey. When you go into the bathroom and say Bloody Mary and you turn around three times waiting to see her appear, and then you're supposed to see her standing there like above your Yeah, sh- fuck that. Like hanging fuck out. that shit. I can't, I can't do that stuff. I don't like that stuff. But um, that, that's like what happened to you. Yeah, but it happened like it happened multiple times. The same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's like a um, it's not like he wasn't wearing khaki. It's just not. It's just that color <laughs> outfit. Like State Farm. No, <laughs> like like if you're going fishing or gardening, you're wearing like the little vest thing. And you know what I'm talking about? Like I'm gonna have to f- like a fisherman's suit, like where they it's like attached from like their toes all the way up, like I know, but he wasn't it wasn't like he was wearing like fucking rubber, like you know, yeah, pants. Um, oh my god, I'll find an outfit and I'll send it to you and I'll show you what it looked like. Okay. But it was that it was like by the the side door to go outside once on the window by the kitchen sink and he's wearing the same thing every time yeah and he just walks and just like the person like walking across your and then one time I saw it in my bedroom but the person he was just standing there like outside Isabel that's fucking wild that's shit like I've never seen somebody in my house I've just heard them in the kitchen and I've like felt like a presence but I've never seen anything it's just really like it's like really quick and it's like I don't know how to explain it I love haunted shit though I don't (laughs) I can tell here I'm like oh my god I wish I could see my girl I named her Gertrude and she's in my kitchen in your house she's in my kitchen yeah yeah like where we've been recording the podcast the past couple times so we should listen back to that audio and see if she like no (laughs) you listen to the audio (laughs) 
no you just You're like fuck, fuck this it. for me <laughs> i am not editing anymore i can't <laughs> um Wait, yeah, you can dude. hear stuff what's that you can hear stuff like what stuff well no i just hear like somebody banging around in the kitchen like like i'll hear like thuds um clicks like and it's not just me that's heard it my cousins heard it when my cousin's boyfriend lived here he heard it the dogs freak out sometimes to like bark in the kitchen. Yeah. <gasps> but my house has only been here since 1982. So like. No, thank you. But like, it's not like it's an old haunted place. Like in. Old I'm not coming anymore. <laughs> She's Is it nice. at night? Is it at She's night? Nice. No, it's, it's all day. I mean, it's a lot of it's at night. Cause that's when I'm like sitting here in my living room, like watching TV and you can just hear it because I'm out here. Um, but dude, she's nice. It's not like she does anything. She just kind of, she's like, keeps me company. <laughs> I know it sounds so crazy right now, but I'm not the only one, dude. People have heard Gertrude. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Okay. Like what other, okay. I'm actually really interested to know, like what other like supernatural, um, experiences have you had? Ooh, this is good. That's a good one, right? I think this is mm-hmm. good. When I was in like, okay, first of all, do you know what dormers are on, on homes? A dormer is like on the roof of a home. So when there's a, a roof um, mm-hmm. and there's a second floor, if the roof is kind of angled and they want a window to put there, it's kind of an, in the opposite of an insert. So it's like an outserted window on a slanted roof. Um, it's like a pop-out window on a slanted roof. That's a part of the bedroom. So I don't even know if they exist in California, to be honest. Um, anyway. How do you spell this? How do you spell this? Dormer. D-O, uh, let me look. Dormer windows, yeah. Yeah. They're just like those pop out windows. Oh, okay, okay. Dude, I okay, described yes. it perfectly. But I couldn't visualize what it looked like. <laughs> I was so confused. Like I was imagining those old like uh, planter box windows, the glass oh. ones that like Bay stuck win- out. Yeah, that. Bay <laughs> windows or garden windows? No, no, no. Yeah, this is on the second floor of a home. Whenever it's sloped and you want to have a window there. Okay, so, I got you. My home growing up, we have three dormers. And mm-hmm. one of them is in my bedroom. So it's my mm-hmm. bedroom, the spare, and then my brother's bedroom. Well, where that dormer is, there's a kind of a long hallway that walks to that walks to it. And by long, I mean, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 foot. Um, but where my bed was at the time is like I was laying flat. And if I sat straight up, I was faced down that hallway with that mm-hmm. dormer. Okay. So that's like mm-hmm. how my bed was set up at the time. That is bad feng shui right there. <laughs> Actually, I don't know very back, much, but I know it's all about like windows and like doorways. Like you're not supposed to have your bed facing out and like, <gasps> oh yeah. The well, spirits will take you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, I got something else to tell you about my, uh, my favorite Easter. Uh, my favorite Easter present. Okay. So back to the story with the dorm- dormers. So <laughs> I was sleeping and like, I just felt this intense breeze go over me like a cold breeze. And so I literally sat straight up because I thought that like my fuck, you're right. There was bad feng shui, dude. It was, I thought the window was open. So I thought a breeze was going over me. Um, windows were shut. And in my hallway where the dormer is, is literally this like angelic, like ghost oh. with no. Oh yeah. I mean, it wasn't scary. It was oh, okay, honestly, okay. it was like comforting. Yeah. You it was like good, this angelic looking ghost. Like honestly, that almost looked like it had, um, like long flowy white dress on like kind of what you would picture, like, a, I don't know, like a bohemian angel to look like. <laughs> That's what it was. And I just wow. sat there and I just stared and it just stared right back at me. And I shit you not, it felt like five minutes, but it was probably maybe only 10 seconds. And then mm. I just freaked out and I started getting scared because I knew it wasn't real. And I knew that I was awake. And so I laid back down and it was gone. 
but that's my most intense one <laughs> that mm-hmm. I was like, I know for a fact there was a ghost right there. Um, one of my close friends died when I was 23 mm-hmm. and she haunts me still to this day. I'm positive. She takes my, anything that's lost, she takes it. You can ask any one of my friends. The second that I call her out, I'm like, Gwen, where's my da-da-da? I shit you not within like 10, 15 minutes, it shows up and I can find it. And it was somewhere that I had already looked before. That's also proven. And I can have thousands of witnesses here to tell you that. So my favorite Easter, really quick, I got an Ouija board from from the Easter bunny. What kind of Easter bunny gives a child an Ouija board? Okay. I loved everything about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you use it? Oh, yes. All the time. And I definitely never cheated with it, but I always thought that the people that I was with was cheating. And I wanted it to be real so bad. But it would oh. always move. It would always move. And it was swear it was never me. And my friends would be like, I promise I swear. And I'm like, I feel like you're lying. I feel like you're lying. <laughs> we should um, bring it out when I visit. I Well, I don't have that same one anymore, but I will gladly oh. go to a used bookstore and buy a used one. I've never, I've never used a Ouija board before. <gasps> you're speaking to the right person. I know. You bring good energy. So I can't. I love it. Unless it becomes like the craft and you start summoning shit that you oh. should. <laughs> I've never had anything bad happen. I've honestly just felt like, I mean, by no means do I feel like I have this like ghost around me all the time, but everything that's been ghostly has been, or spiritually has been very positive. Yeah. I think like that part, like, it's just like the supernatural just totally spooks me just because it's about it I don't know I think it's just because like it's not something that I can really attach to in this like physical realm yeah but I know it's there I think the fact is like I know it's I know it's there it's real you know in some way shape or form and so like I told like because you don't see it I don't know. I think it's because I know it, but I, I don't know about it enough about it that I'm like, it freaks me out. And um, something you have to have like blind faith in. Yeah. And like, I know it's not always like bad, but I'm like, mm, I just don't want to like, because, okay. Okay. So here's another story. Okay. No, um, tell me. More like, more like guardian angel status. Okay. Okay. So eighth grade, my uncle he was like habitually late on picking us up for school all the time. And this one time he was really, really late. My sister and I get in the car. We're driving to school. Um, we're like, there's a long line of cars, of course. So like all the parents are trying to drop off their children because they're all late. Oh <laughs> and gosh. My uncle like, okay, so here's the curb. And then my uncle like kind of swerves in to look, make it look like, you know, he's dropping us off. Yeah. But like not far away enough that he can't get out because there's like so much congestion. So like I open the door, I step out of the car. I hear, I hear someone say, watch out. I go back in the car and I said, what? (gasps) I look back (gasps) literally where I just was a car, like hit the door. Oh my God, Isabel. And that was your guardian angel. And I looked around, I was like, did anybody say anything? My sister was like, no. Like my uncle said, no, no one said anything. And I looked around, it's all children. They're like, no adults. It was literally an adult um, male voice, I believe. It was just like, watch out. Like very, Nobody, like, like very close. Like, like demanding, like, watch out. Yeah, like, watch out. And then, it was really loud. Yeah. So I felt like it was someone like within the vicinity. Nobody. Nobody. Dude, that shit is freaking crazy. Oh my God. That gives me the chills. Like I've never had anything like that happen where like somebody felt like saved me. That's why I was like, it's real. I know it is. <laughs> and it saved me. 
Mm-hmm. Who do you feel like that was? Do you feel like it was a person? I, feel? I don't know. I mean, when I told the story to like my family and everything, they think it was like my grandfather watching over me. Yeah. I was going to um, say maybe an ancestor you've never met. Yeah. Cause they're heavily, um, they heavily believe in like your, your ancestors watch over you. Yeah. Do you, well, actually, is there like, is there a Vietnamese like religion? Is that a right way to say it? Religion? Um, well, a lot of like culturally it's Buddhist, okay. though there are like Catholic um, Vietnamese people. Um, and it's just, it's like really integrated in the culture. So you have like, it's like, it's not uncommon to see altars in the home with like the pictures of people who have passed away usually like grandparents aunts uncles and you burn incense um for them and you like it's always like food or fruit like offerings usually like their favorite foods and things that you're like giving them in the like like is it always or is it like dia de los muertos where it's like always always and then um there's usually like if you like the anniversary of their death, you go and um, normally you go to a temple, um, like and I'm I've obviously like not as uh, entrenched in this. Um, they I remember going to temple one time. There's a picture of like my great aunt or something. Oh my god! And then my my mom was like, oh yeah, this is like your grandma asked the temple to like pray for her and things so there's like a whole wall of like people's photos that um gone uh-huh that have passed on and then you like they pray for them oh i love that yeah Aww. so you have that and then new year's you pray also like also offering them like the food from your table and things like that is it just like, I mean, kind of like, well, I guess we can relate it to the, have you seen Coco, the movie? Obviously I know that mm-hmm. that's, you know, a different culture, but mm-hmm. just how like in general it's to keep their memory alive is the yeah, whole yeah. thing around it. Like so showing like- respect and like having them like um, their ability to watch over you and things like that, your ancestors. Um, watching over you and protecting you and what we would do what my aunt would teach me um, we would pray for like good health you know success and things like that please help me with these things and you would pray to your ancestors oh my gosh I love that oh that's cool it's very different it's very different yeah we didn't well I mean I didn't really grow up with religion other than my crazy friend. I think I already spoke about that. Um, <laughs> who brought me to crazy Baptist things. <laughs> um, that was my only experience really with religion. Like there wasn't a tradition that my family upkept to keep, you know, anybody's memory alive other than like my cousin who passed away when I was younger, she was only 28. Um, but so like what we do as a family, is mm-hmm. every year on the anniversary of our death, we always go to the zoo and like we loved animals, stuff like that. So oh. like that's for one specific person. Now that's not honoring my, you know, my grandmother, my grandpa, my great aunts and uncles that have all passed away too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's of course for a super tragic one, but not as like a family, but what I would like to do one day is celebrate like day of the dead with my family. I think that's something huge that I took from San Diego that, you know, I, I love, and I think it's there. I love the meaning behind it, the stories behind it, Mm. the history. I mean, my gosh, people get spend so much money on ancestry.com to find out Mm -hmm. the heritage. Like how cool would it be if you're actually passing down these stories from generation to generation? Um, Yeah. I love that. I've always loved that stuff. I definitely get that from my dad. He's, he's always would be like, watch something educational. <laughs> and he'd be like watching the history channel. And now I get it. 
now I get it <laughs> as an adult. It's like, yeah, I do want to yeah. work. But yeah. How did you um get into like all of your becoming like spiritually aware and all that? Or were you always like that? Oh my gosh. So I remember in college, it was kind of a joke between my friends and I that I wanted to be Wiccan. Like I thought it was so cool, like to make like oils and spells and brews. And um I never really had a religion, of course, that I followed. Like I thought that that was cool and sweet and I started to get into it. But it, honestly, it wasn't until I went to San Diego um, that I even learned about other religions. But I would mostly call myself just a Buddhist. Um, but I believe in karma. I believe in all of that. And that's that all happened. Um, honestly, well, I feel like it was there in college, but moving to San Diego, just trying to find myself, you know, getting myself out of Ohio, you know, out of college, moving to the beach, trying to figure out who I am. Um, that all kind of happened. And then I never believed in a God, but then when my friend died, she was 23, her name was Gwen. Um, when she died, it was very much like a big blow to us that, I started feeling her around me. Like I was joking earlier, like she still is fucking around. I know she is like, I know that the things that she is doing are only pranks that friends would play on each other. <laughs> um, but like soon after she passed away, I remember being in the shower and thinking about her. And then literally the next song that came on was her favorite song. And my iPad, my iPod was on shuffle. And like at that time, our iPods had like, 10,000 songs. Like out of all the songs, how is that hers? Just so like things like that, I started wanting to feel like I connect, could connect more. Um, my friend Tom got me my first like goddess cards and tarot cards. And I started getting into that. And I was trying to talk to Gwen, like truthfully, it was me trying to talk to my friend. Um, and then I just started learning more about you know, just the universe and putting your energy out there and manifesting stuff. And that just always felt way more my vibe and astrology mm -hmm. and all of that. So moving to San Diego for sure. And then that happened to me right when I moved to San Diego, I feel like this whole episode is going to be about death, but <laughs> I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> um, it changes you, it gets you into stuff, but yeah, yeah. I just want to be into Wiccan. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, honestly, still to this day, I think that shit's bomb, of course. I mean, I'm a huge fan of marijuana. Like, that's very witch-like. <laughs> what about- yeah, I feel like- Huh? Go, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I feel like usually it's in times like these or tragedy and things where you start wanting to connect with something greater than yourself or you start realizing, you're like, okay, what is all this for? Or you're you're lost and you're trying to find meaning behind it and trying to connect and everything. Yep. Exactly. So that would have been, yeah, of course I just moved to San Diego, but also that is right when, I mean, still to this day, the hardest death I've ever dealt with by far, mm -hmm. you know, that shit was gnarly. And so for like four months, I was just in this fog and watching TV of just like not even knowing what was on TV. I was watching How I Met Your Mother. I was watching Friends, just on a loop, just mm -hmm. numb. Um, and, you know, I did some psychedelic drugs <laughs> during that time and it brought me closer to her. And that was starting to bring in wanting to be closer and wanting to talk and wanting to feel connected. And it all just kind of stemmed from that. So, yeah. What about you, dude? I want to hear yours. I was kind of in searching because I was unhappy. I just that was like this in general, unhappy about like what I was doing um, as an advisor. It was so hard and I just like wasn't getting it. And then the relationship stuff, just like everything in life in general was just like unhappy. And you didn't know what path you wanted to go towards. Yeah, I feel like I had no purpose. 
Oh yeah. I was having my quarter life crisis. Yeah. And I was like, Isabel, I did the same thing. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, <clears throat> and then I had a meeting with, I, had, I was having like this like prospect meeting with a potential client. She was a Girl Scout leader. We, we, we met at the food court at the mall. Oh, oh my God. What mall? And, uh, Fashion Valley. Okay, nice. That's a nice food court. Yeah, oh, so we're just, I was just chatting outside, you know, and I was trying to figure out what can I do for Girl Scouts Yeah, because um, they have to learn, you know, about like money and stuff. So I thought it would be cool to do like a little like financial literacy thing. Oh, cute. With them. And so... I forget, we were talking about it and then she was telling me that she was a breast cancer survivor. Oh, wow. um, and she told me, she was like, you know, like really like a super, like God helped me through that, through the way, you know? And she's it was like, because of Jesus and da, da. And then of course, like the moment she said Jesus, I was immediately like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, no, I'm not trying to go there, you know? <laughs> but she read this um, verse, I think it's from Corinthians. Um. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I found it. <laughs> I haven't been able to find it for so long, but somehow in my head, it was like Corinthians. Um. Um. Corinthians, but not this one. Let me see. Um. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when I am weak, then I am strong. Damn, who said that to you? This the Girl Scout leader. Um, I remember this now. I do. I remember you telling me, and you were like, "I think I'm ready to." I cried. Yeah, to dive in and learn. Like I just remember in that moment she was reading. I think she read in a different version of that. Um, but it was like all the, like the struggles I had been going through, I felt like I needed to hear it. And I had a calm wash over me after, while she was reading that verse and I just cried. I was like, I feel like I've been needing to hear that because I've been struggling so hard and not understanding why. And then we like both cried together and all that stuff. Oh and I'm just, she was like, you should come to the support group that I have. You know, we read verses of, she's like, only if when you're, only if you're ready, you know? And then she, you know, she of course was like, this was fate, you know, this is by like God's design that we met today. Yeah. And then that's when I started like really believing in those things. Like things happen for a reason. You go meet, um, like events happen, there are signs and things like that. And then I think that's when I started talking to you because I was like, who else do I know is really spiritually aware? Mm -hmm. I'm aware of it every moment of the day. I remember for you, the 11s kept popping up everywhere. Was that what it was? Mm -hmm. That was like the sign that you kept asking, that you like spoke out. Numbers, um, like one, two, three, four. But I think I only noticed those things when, I talked to Calvin. Oh, then he like, you'll start noticing patterns will come up in your day. That'll be like signs. Like, are you on track or like whatever it is? Um, yeah. Things that you, I think for people who aren't, who think this is like hippie woo woo. <laughs> shit. <laughs> but it's like the, like what you need to con- feel connected to some sort of like higher power. Yeah. And feeling like you are supported and you're guided towards things that are meant for you. You're not doing it alone. Yeah. And whatever that, whatever that symbol is for you, whatever you need to attach meaning to that works for you, that's okay. 
It's okay if it seems crazy to like when you had moved and your symbol, oh, your symbol was the peace sign. Dude, that shit was wild. Yes, it was a peace sign. And it was the most rent because I was like, you know, you can find hearts or stars or whatever. And I was like, no, I want a peace sign. And I would like sob sometimes when I saw it because it would be the most random and I knew it was right. Like one thing specifically, I'll never forget. I was at um, Jimmy John's, Jimmy John's, is Jimmy John's out there in California. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's, um, you were I, on your way to like Virginia or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was in, um, Louisville, Kentucky and we, and I was there trying to do this partnership and, and I was like, I don't know if this is going to be right. Like just kind of looking for a sign. And she goes, Hey, you should get the veggie delight or whatever she recommended. And I was like, Oh, that sounds good. And I looked at it on the menu and there was a fucking peace sign right beside that exact thing on that menu. Like to me, it was, you can, you could not deny that that wasn't a sign. Like I picked something so specific and that day I had asked for a specific sign. And at that point I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just ordering lunch. Um, there were other signs, other things that had popped up that were also peace signs, but that one was wild. And I remember yours being numbers. You know, and then um, when I like, I think after I'd broken up with my ex, my long-term ex, I, I decided to choose hummingbirds. Oh yes, as my as my symbol that I was making the right decision, or at least I was doing the the things that I needed to do, and that things were going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and though granted, I've seen this hummingbird. I think I'm going to pick a new one because I've seen this hummingbird for like the past relationships, like when I was dating a plastic surgeon, <laughs> when I was dating the guy that was in the air force. <laughs> You're like, I've leveled up since then. So now I need something better. Yeah. But now that I, but I, but it was something that like I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. in a long time so I thought it was obscure enough and not as common enough that I like, if I did see one it was like a sign of like good luck for me yeah and I still attach that meaning to it like good things are coming um did you but... know that that that's what a hawk means if you see a hawk it, it means that it's like your ancestors speaking to you and coming to you and saying that there are good things getting ready to happen in your life. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Like literally my best friend was just telling me that the other day. She's like, I've been seeing hawks everywhere. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what? Tell me specifically. And Mm -hmm. she brought it up to her mom and her mom is very hippie. (laughs) And her mom was like, that is, that means that's a good sign. It's a good omen. It's saying that you're about ready to have good fortune. Like something Mm -hmm. good is really going to happen soon. I love that. Yeah. See? Yeah. I would say in general, like when you're looking for signs, like what you said with the hummingbird or with your numbers, like you're, you're looking for a direction. You're looking for peace. You're looking for comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, and the same reason why people seek out Christianity or religion and it's, you know, it's whatever you want to take from it. Now I don't believe in a specific God, but mm-hmm. I believe in putting energy out into the universe and manifesting it and getting karma and all of that shit. Um, and if it is one person, uh, it is a woman. It is not a man <laughs> that is helping me with all of this. <laughs> um, for sure is. And it's definitely, <laughs> definitely a feminine energy. Oh my God. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's, sure. it's nurturing, it's giving, and you know, mm. listens, <laughs> listens. <laughs> listens very well. I know it's a woman <laughs> <laughs> or a therapist, either one, or a therapist, <laughs> which we are not. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. It was good because I didn't want to skip over the fact that this week has been really shitty. Yeah. It's been heavy, really heavy. And just in general, like somebody deciding to end their life is traumatic on so many levels for so many people. And like, you know, I'm keeping it together right now for the podcast. My eyes are getting teary right now. It's just like, it's shit. It's such shit all of it, that somebody gets to that level that is that sad. And that is the only way out. Um, you know, I saw, I pulled up his obituary and at the end of it, it shows like the suicide prevention hotline, like that kind of stuff. So that was, um, I like that they put that on there because sometimes it's like such a shameful thing to, to families that they don't even discuss it or they don't even talk about it. And I think that it's, needs to be talked about and people need to be discussing it. It's Mm -hmm. important, dude, all of this. Um, I, we all felt, felt like he was giving us a sign that day that the cops did find him. Um, that night was like the most beautiful sunset that we have had here in Ohio for like, I mean, not just all year, but for a long time, even like it was a news article in the article. And it was the night that we had found him. So like, we all took it as a sign of him speaking to us and saying like, you know, it's all okay. Like I'm happy. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not in pain anymore type thing. So, you know, those are signs that I looked for. I wasn't even looking for, I guess I should say. And we all <laughs> saw it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Shit's real, man. Life's real. Oh, I wish I could hug you right now. That's the, oh, I will say, dude, that is the other thing is like, fuck COVID. Like we were hugging each other. We were crying. We were around each other. Some people were wearing masks. Some weren't. Nobody gave a fuck who was and who wasn't. It was like, we were all just there for each other. And it was so nice to just, I mean, whatever, you know, <laughs> like at yeah. this point, I, I don't want to it's sound what you need. Yes, exactly. It's what you needed. Yeah. I just heard the noise in the kitchen from Gertrude. It was dun dun. It sounds like it's cabinets closing or like drawers. How does that work though? Because like, do you see the I drawers move? Dun dun. I heard it again. Like, she do you see the- we're fucking here talking about her? Wait, okay, you should put a, like, camera on your, like, kitchen because I want to know if, like, the cabinets open and close. No. How does it make that noise? No, 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 no. It sounds like it's inside the cabinets. Oh. Yeah, it's inside the cabinet door. Like, it's not, like, the cabinet door opening. It's, like, something's inside of it. Like, thumping around. And it's not the ice maker. It's not an appliance. Like, I, I mean, I've, I've lived here almost two years. I've, I've looked, I've run every possible thing. I heard it for, it goes dun dun. And then as I talked about it, it did dun dun again. And it just sounds like. She's cooking up dinner, man. Yeah. Just like that somebody's in the kitchen, like doing something, but it doesn't sound like pots and pans, but it's in there. It's wild. I was going to suggest like getting more into tarot cards because I do that shit all the time. <gasps> what have yeah. you opened each episode up with the reading? <gasps> oh my God. For the upcoming week. Dude, can we? Let's I do would it. love that. Can I do Wait, it? Wait, do you now? have? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's the do it right, right here. Like, yeah. Okay, let's so, do it. Yeah. Something that I absolutely love are tarot cards. It's, it's kind of my thing I'm known for. Um, Okay. Okay. So you're going to need to pick your overall intention for what you want this card to be. We're just going to do a single card drawing. So think in your head, would you like to say it out loud? So that way we can interpret it. Oh, my intention for this week. Or like what, so you want to think of a question and it make it as specific as you can. Like, you know, am I going to 
aligned spiritually this week? Am I going to communicate well this week? Whatever it is, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this is going to tell us the overall theme of your question. And okay, so okay. after you ask a question and manifest it, I'm going to have you tell me a number and then I'm going to pick the card from there. Okay. Okay. So what comes to mind right now is work. And I want to know if there's going to be any progress towards aligning my purpose with my work. Aligning your purpose with your work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're just going to do a one card drawing. We're not going to do a big one. Um, Okay. So pick a number. And then keep saying that in your head and then say it out loud to me again. And I'm just going to keep shuffling until you tell me a number. Eight. Okay. Tell me what your question is one more time. I want to know if my work this week will align me further to my purpose. Okay. So for you, I drew the three of pentacles, the three of pentacles. Okay. So I don't have any of this memorized at all, but I have this super handy dandy book right here. So your three Mm -hmm. of pentacles was turned face up. So this is saying the task ahead is a monumentous one usually related to your job or career, the three of pentacles suggests that you must focus all of your efforts. Discipline, strategy, and hard work are needed more than ever. I'm going to read that. Fuck these cards. Discipline. (laughs) I'm reading this part again, Isabel. Discipline, strategy, and hard work (laughs) are needed more than ever. If you, become, if you become weary or overwhelmed, rely on those around you. This car, this is a card of teamwork. So you may need the strength of others to conquer the mountain. So I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that this struck a chord with you. So you need to elaborate. I'm so triggered right now. Oh my God. <laughs> because at work, my boss is always like, Isabel, you need to be more disciplined. Like you need to go balls to the wall, 100% in everything that you do. Don't drop the ball. Care a little bit more about details. Um, strategy is my biggest thing at, at work about not laying out what the plan is and just go, go, go. Uh, with like brute sheer like brute force sometimes and he's like you need to be better at strategy like literally all the things that you said on there and then it was a whole there's a whole talk I had uh, previously about like being in a place where I call upon others versus trying to do everything myself and that I don't have to do that and that I can work with others and give them the task versus delegate (laughs) I'm literally so mad at this card right now no but like you were that that you were so specific in what you asked and you wanted it to be about work and it literally just said well that's something about work yeah that this suggests the focus (laughs) yeah it says this card is related to your job or career Uh, you need discipline strategy and hard work yeah it's part of teamwork. It's a team. You're going to need the strength of others to conquer your mountain, Isabel. This <clears throat> is why I love tarot cards and spirituality, because even if you don't believe in this shit, even if you think it's hippy dippy, well, fuck it. It is hippy dippy. Yeah. I love, I'm proud to be hippie. Um, even if you think it's like something crazy, you don't believe it. It's all hocus pocus. You still are able to take your question and almost give yourself like 
a diagnosis. I don't even know if that's the right word, but just kind of form it into you and kind of just help guide you whether mm-hmm. it's coming up or not. But like it, it helps you get in touch with a side of yourself that isn't so easily obtained by just hanging out. Yeah. I love it. If Mama that- Mayling dropping some words of wisdom over here. <laughs> Not sure if it's wisdom, but it certainly is tarot love. <laughs> but so something that I do is every year on, mm-hmm. it's now my new, you know. You do a um, reading for the year? Yes. So <gasps> earlier I had mentioned that my friend Gwen had passed away on January mm-hmm. 1st. Um, mm-hmm. This was in two, oh my gosh, this is in two thousand. 12 or 2013. Oh my God. It's been so long. No, it's been, it was in 2012. Yeah. In 2012, January 1st, 2012. So like she loved Indian food. So that's kind of one thing that I always do. I get Indian food on January 1st, but now I'd say the past like six, seven years, I do a year. It's called a year ahead tarot reading where you pull a tarot card for every month that's coming Mm -hmm. up. So January, February, March. And then at the end of the year, you go and you look back on it or you can pull it up throughout the year. Yeah. Good notes on it. And I should not. It's accurate. Two years ago, the first time, and it was a spot on. (sighs) Her reading for me last year was not in alignment. Like nothing came to like pass. Well, but- did you just interpret it wrong? Like, did you write down what those cards were? Because yeah, yeah, I have it like happened. written in there. So she would oh. send it to me in the meanings. And then I would look back and it was like, not, I don't know. But like, I feel like last year was like the weird part of me, like not being spiritually aligned anyway. Like yeah. I had that disconnect. You weren't so this side of yourself like, up. Yeah. So then this year I'm working on trying to bring that connection back. My God, how often are we not present? We we have screens in front of us all day. I mean, I don't know about you and your job, but they always talk about goals and what's coming next and what's coming next. It's like, fuck, I don't know how long he can stay in this grind. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like at some point I have to take a step back, but, um, but yeah. Alrighty, girl. Well, this was cute. This was fun. I'm glad we came out on top. (laughs) So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review. Um, Subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends to subscribe. But most importantly, tell your work wife to subscribe to our podcast. We would absolutely love the love. Um, but only if you're giving us a five-star review, <laughs> that's all I want. Only the fives, nothing else matters. <laughs> I want oh. five only. Well, what if they don't like us? Well, then don't tell me, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> then don't, don't listen. listen and don't comment on it. Like, no, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> Love it. Bad review and then you stop listening. Like, no, it's fine. That's Just true. Don't leave okay. Bye. Only <laughs> like it if you like it. <laughs> Okay. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.